your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to listen to our review of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. This episode of Mashley at the Movies will self-destruct in five seconds. So Tom Cruise is back for the seventh Mission Impossible film, and it takes place uh, in modern times, and it's a very topical uh, plot as it deals with an out-of-control AI uh, in this movie known as The Entity. Uh, now, they, it's funny, they made this movie, I don't know, probably a couple of years ago, but uh, it's very prescient <laughs> uh, with uh, all the stuff in the news about uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, so, yeah, Tom Cruise is back as Ethan Hunt. He's also got his crew uh, played by Ving Rhames and Simon Pegg. Um, and Rebecca Ferguson is back as well. And they are the IMF, the Impossible Mission Force. And so when the movie opens, it's in uh, the, the Arctic. And there's a Russian sub that has on board um, this AI. And anyway, it gets um, it gets sunk. And then the movie kicks off, and every government in the world is after this AI because to control the AI is to control the world. <laughs> and Ethan actually is tasked with trying to get a key. There's two parts of a key that will um, do something with this, I think control the AI. Uh, and Ethan is tasked with uh, getting it. However, his view is... Um, there's too much power for any government to have. So he wants to just to destroy the AI. Um, there are lots of bad guys and gals in here. Um, as I, as I Morales is like the main villain. And there's a whole host of other ones. Some of these have been in previous Mission Impossible movies. Some of them haven't. There's lots of action scenes. There's lots of exotic locales. And yeah, it, it's a two hour and 40 minute movie. Uh, what did you think? Um, I loved it. Um, I think that the Mission Impossible franchise is one of those rare franchises that actually gets better as it goes along. I've, I was a huge fan of the last few Mission Impossible movies, and this one is right up there um, with those. Um, and a lot of that goes to um, Tom Cruise, I think, who puts everything into these movies. I mean, it's well known that he does a lot of his own stunts, but he's just, you know fully engaged and um, he puts everything into these and it really shows. Um, but they're also just very well made and um, well directed. Um, everything feels very real, you know, in this world of um, CGI heavy movies. I'm sure there was a lot of CGI that went into this movie, but it doesn't feel like it. It all feels very real and it's very exciting for that reason. Um, and yeah, the other characters are, are really good. Um, there's a really nice rapport between Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg and Ving Rhames, who are you know part of his team. Um, I also really liked uh, Haley Atwell, who's um, uh, new in this film. She's a thief that um, kind of becomes a big player in the plot, and uh, I thought she was really good. Yeah, there's just a really a lot of exciting. Um, chase scenes and action scenes and you know this this MacGuffin of the key is really just a, an excuse for 
you know, one kind of action scene after another, but that's what you go to this movie for. And it, and it really works. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit too. It's uh it is a very tactile feeling film. Um, I think I mentioned that word in our battle of destiny review, because in my opinion, uh, the early Indiana Jones movies felt very, very real, you know, very physical And the last couple have not. Mm-hmm. And the mission Impossible movies have managed to stay feeling like they're grounded in reality for the most part. Um, I know that they do some CGI on it. Um, particularly there's this, uh, I don't want to spoil things too much, but there's the motorbike scene that has been shown quite a bit in the trailers. Um, I did watch a behind the scenes thing for that. And I, I know there's a, a particular ramp that he rode for that scene that they, you know, digitally removed for the finished uh, product. So, yeah, I mean, I know that they're doing some kind of, you know, trickery in here for things but it doesn't seem that way i don't feel like i'm watching a video game i feel like i'm watching real people in a real environment in the real world doing real things and that's just so refreshing these days um i I have nothing against blockbusters but i what's bothering me these days is so many of them just are nothing but you know cgi fests and i i don't feel like anything is real um so yeah this they get kudos christopher mcquarrie who's back directing and Tom Cruise as a you know a heavy hand on this, I give them major props for the look and feel of this movie. It does have a lot of action set pieces, and they're good. But the movie also gives itself room to breathe, you know. So there's some scenes where you know there's not action. There's scenes where they're talking about things and planning stuff, and those are interesting though. I mean, I'm curious about you know these characters and and their dynamic and the 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 plan that they try to hatch to you know. Um, corral this AI or, or, or what have you. There's a particularly nice scene between um, Ving Rames and Tom Cruise where Ving Rames' character like, you know, tries to impart some wisdom to him. And that's nice. And yeah, they do have a good rapport. I mean, Ving Rames and Tom Cruise are the only two people who have been in all seven of the, of the Mission Impossible movies. Um, so yeah, I, I quite liked it. Um, if there's anything that kind of bugged me about it is I almost... And your mileage may vary on this, but I felt a bit exhausted by the end of it. I mean, there's just so much that they throw at you. Uh, it was it was a lot to take on. And also, there's a train scene, which, you know, I won't go into spoilers about. But the only thing I will say is they managed to get on top of the train while it's moving. And that was maybe the only time in the movie where I'm like, yeah, I don't believe this. <laughs> and I that's a personal thing, though. I'm not a fan of movies where people get on top of trains. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, one of my favorite movies is 1990s Narrow Margin with Gene Hackman. Uh, and it takes place on a train. I love movies on a train. But there's a part of the movie toward the end of that where like they get on top of the train. And I'm like, ah, oh, they're doing that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's just a, a, a personal thing. And the only other maybe thing I'll say is there's a lot of tension in this movie, but not a lot of suspense. And the thing else, and, and, and ultimately it's fine. I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie. But what, what and I'll just give you an example. This takes place fairly early on in the movie, but there's a big, a big scene at an airport, right? And all of our major characters are in this airport. And then they find out there's a nuclear weapon. And it's going to go off in like five minutes unless they defuse it. Here's my thing. I mean, the whole time, I mean, like, that there's tension there. 
But I utterly had no suspense because I'm like, all of our major characters are in this. And they even say at one point, if that goes off, everyone in the airport's dead. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we know it's not going to go off then. <laughs> because they're not going to kill all the characters, especially this early on in the movie. So, you know, that's there's just, there's other examples like that where I I wasn't at all, you know, held in suspense. But maybe to the movie's credit, that didn't matter. I, I was engaged. Um, I I was... Again, I, I, I was appreciative of the fact that it seemed so real, you know, and, 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 and fun. And yeah, I certainly kept my interest. Yeah, I agree. The, the movie is, is very fun. There's a lot of humor in it that I kind of wasn't expecting, especially in some of those, um, chase scenes. I found some of the events that transpired quite humorous. Um, and it is almost a three hour movie, I think you said. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't feel that long. But it feels kind of long. Um, so my, my only criticism is it felt a little bloated. And maybe that's kind of why I felt a little exhausted by the end of it, too. It felt like there was just a little too much. I felt like it could have been cut by, you know, a quarter of an hour or half an hour <laughs> or something. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of really my, my only quibble. I, I agree there's not a lot of uh, suspense. But I was engaged the whole time and, and just had a, a really fun time. And I'm glad you mentioned the train scene because I thought that was really extraordinary. I, I didn't mind them being on top of the train, but um, particularly in, in contrast to Dial of Destiny, which opens with the train scene. And in comparison, the Dial of Destiny scene just felt like insignificant compared to this one. This was just felt so much more tactile and real and mm-hmm. exciting. And uh, it was just an interesting contrast. I would agree. Um, I, w- I should mention too, one of my favorite kind of supporting characters in here uh, was played by uh, Palm Clementiev, who she plays Mantis in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And I like her character in this in this movie. And yeah, you're right. You mentioned Haley Atwell earlier. She's a nice addition to the Mission Impossible um, franchise. Yeah, no. So it, it's it's. It's a lot, and and you're right. I don't know. I fit, there's a part of me that just kind of has a knee jerk, like they could have cut some things. That said, I don't know what I would have chosen to cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do actually. I kind of respect the fact that this movie does take its time. You know, it, it, on the one hand, you know, it has a lot of tension. It has a lot of action, but it also is not afraid to slow down. Mm-hmm. It's not afraid to breathe. It's not afraid to, um, you know, let a scene play out. And I, I like that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it even reminded me, uh, the, so, so this AI is sort of omniscient. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty scary because, you know, it, it, it makes you realize how much of our information is out there because this AI ends up knowing so much about these characters. And for a minute you're like, well, what's going on here? But then you think about it in, in our world in real life. It's like, yeah, I mean, if, if, if there was a, a sentient, uh, artificial intelligence that had access to all of our social media and access to our emails and access to everything else. I mean, and, and the speakers that are on our phones and TVs and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it would know everything about us too. Right. So, um, that's, uh, it's, this movie's pretty, pretty cool and how, how, uh, topical it is. Yeah. And that the fact that it was so topical really made it feel, um, the stakes felt real and, 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 um, yeah, if this had been made or if this had come out just like a year ago, it would have seemed kind of, you know, far fetched, but mm-hmm. now it seems, 
uh, quite real. And it, it's, it's interesting, too, because the, the IMF team relies so much on technology. It's, a, it's an interesting idea that, you know, in this movie, they have to kind of pull away from that and detach themselves yeah. from being online so that, um, you know, they aren't impacted by the, by the AI so much. Um, so that was an interesting kind of twist. It's kind of like a Star Trek season three of Star <laughs> Trek Picard, where they have to find an older ship that's analog and, right. you know, not connected to the system. Exactly. I just had to throw on my Star Trek. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 I quite enjoyed this. It was a, it was a fun time. Um, it's, uh, you're right. I think what you said earlier, like these movies keep getting better. I, I, I would agree. I, I heard a while back that this one and part two are supposed to be maybe the closing films of the series. It's kind of sad. I mean, on the one hand, Tom Cruise is like 61, so you know he won't be doing this forever. Yeah. I know, um, but you know, for we'll enjoy him while we have him. And I think, according to why I was reading online, um, part two is supposed to come out next year. Mm-hmm. We'll see if they they make that that deadline sure <laughs> uh, but yeah so i i definitely recommend it um with some of the caveats i mentioned where it's you know it's could have had a little bit more suspense and it it was a little long and exhausting but those are fairly minor quibbles yep um so what would you give it out of 10 i'm gonna give it 8.2 <laughs> All right, I'll give it an 8. So our score is an 8.1. Um, that is Mission Impossible. Uh, so Mission, sorry, Mission colon Impossible dash Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> uh, and we're a little early on this. We actually saw an advanced screening, so it'll be out uh, later this week uh, at a theater near you. And yeah, it, it, see it in a theater. This is not a wait till it streams movie. Uh, see it in the theater with nice sound and nice projection definitely yeah so thank you all for listening thank you thank you